This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Remember the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, the only podcast that knows that watching Rambo in reverse gives you a movie where Sylvester Stallone heals people with his magic bullet vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) And joining me in the virtual studio tonight are a couple of people who uh, are no stranger to the podcast. First of all, we've got one of the hosts of the World War G podcast, which can also be heard right here on CosmicPotato.com, Mr. Troy Wood. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. Technology is fun. It is. It's been fun for the last couple of weeks on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and also with us tonight is friend of the show, Mr. Scott Madison. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hello, everyone. And listeners, if you're wondering what that scraping sound is that you're hearing, that's what we call the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners know all too well that uh, last week we had uh, some pretty bad uh, issues. My computer had crashed and... This week, I thought everything was great, but uh, we've had we've been trying to get connected and start recording for the last twenty five minutes. <laughs> but finally, yeah. here we are, and, and hopefully, everything will go smooth from here on. Uh, we're going to start tonight by doing uh, five random facts. So I'm going to pull up the mentalfloss.com amazing fact generator. Fact number one is. Staff members of the Slovak and Slovenian embassies meet once a month to exchange incorrectly addressed mail. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Like that. Number two uh, is one that I think we've done before. Okay, fact number two, eggplants are berries. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that, but that that yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> um... Skip ahead. Okay, fact number three. When Angel Fire launched in the mid-1990s, it offered medical transcription services as well as web building tools. Okay, though that's that's a nice thing to know, but it's not very interesting. This is supposed to be the amazing <laughs> fact generator. <laughs> well, it's showing that, that early web technology still knew that it's a good idea to have a backup plan. <laughs> um, number Number four. Uh, yep. Wyoming is home to only two escalators. A lot of wide yeah, open. I've been there. That that makes sense. Wide open spaces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and fact number five: Theodore Roosevelt was the first American to earn a brown belt in judo. So there you go. There's five random All facts. Right. So tonight. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to do our annual episode where we talk about the upcoming fall TV schedule. 
but before we get into that, there's a couple of news stories that I wanted to, that I wanted to cover. Stuff that's happened over the last week since we recorded last, but um, so we know that DC Comics is making a movie based on the Joker, like it's just a Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix as yes. the Joker, right? Okay. So today they announced that Alec Baldwin is set to play Thomas Wayne in that movie. One day after this was recorded, Alec Baldwin released a statement saying that he was not participating in this film due to a scheduling conflict. Way to dash our hopes, Alec. And, I mean, from what I understand, Batman's not even supposed to be in the movie, so it's kind of weird that that Thomas Wayne is a character in the in, in the story, but um, the movie is supposed to be about the Joker's origin, and I think they're kind of taking a lot of it from the killing joke, where they showed him as like a really bad comedian right stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh, so thomas wayne is supposed to be in this story he's going to be like this cheesy multi-millionaire donald trump type character and it's going to be set in the in the 80s you know so alec baldwin you know he plays donald trump on uh, saturday night live <laughs> <laughs> yes he does so uh, oh, I, I, I doubt i'm doubting that he'll come on and do his donald trump impression for, for a couple of hours if I had to guess, he'd probably have a pretty small role. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it'd be more of kind of a an Easter egg type of a thing, like a quick reference to the Wayne family and Thomas Wayne himself. I don't think I don't think he'll be in the movie much, honestly. I I would hope he's not in the movie very much. Just the fact that they have cast anyone to play Thomas Wayne in a Joker movie. Uh, indicates more connection between the Joker and and Batman, especially a, a past connection. Yeah, yeah. Than uh, than I really like. It, it's one of the aspects of Tim Burton's '89 uh, Batman that I appreciate much less now that I'm older. Is <laughs> by retroactively saying, "Oh, it was the Joker that created Batman." No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of wondering if they're going to go a route where they um, they do the same thing and say that the Joker is the one that killed Thomas and Martha Wayne, but it's but maybe they're going to change it so that it's like a premeditated murder, like they're going to show reasons behind it and stuff. Because the whole deal of Batman is that his parents were killed in a random act of violence. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a major. Uh, it wasn't like a major premeditated murder. It was, they, they got robbed, they got killed, you know, and that's what made him want to go and fight these, uh, you know, criminals. So if they change that, that changes a lot of the, the mythos of Batman. Yeah. And then you have Gotham on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Is I, anyone, is anyone still keeping up with that show? I'm not. I have, no, I, mean, I did not. I mean, I don't think it's a, it wasn't a bad show when I was watching it, but it's not one that I've just felt any need to stick to it. I have, I've never stopped. Really? This show is bonkers. <laughs> it is straight up banana splits. I'm, <laughs> there's no way to overstate it. Uh, Bruce Wayne is still very young. Um, I, I think it took like two seasons for his voice to change. This is how young he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is 
he's adept at hand-to-hand fighting. He's very smart now. He puts on a, a black outfit and a mask that covers his face, but it has no ears on it. And yeah, I've seen going that. Beating up bad guys. And they did bring in – they brought in just about every villain that you can think of, including not only bringing in essentially the Joker, but they're on their second Joker already. Yeah, that 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 I did know. That was weird. I, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> and and they have indicated that uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne were uh, killed. It was premeditated, and it was at the order of um, the Court of Owls. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've seen some stories, like Elseworld stories and stuff like that. To try, to, there was a novel that came out in the nineties. I was working at a bookstore, and. Um, what was the name of it? I think it was called The Ultimate Evil. And it was about Batman finding out that his mother... that His parents were killed essentially because his mother was... Uh, she wasn't a reporter, but she was like doing some research for a reporter. And she was uncovering... Uh, this, uh, this uh, child, uh, this child, child sex ring, yeah, yeah, child human trafficking. I, I, I read that book. Yeah, yeah, and and she and she and her husband were murdered as a result of that. And uh, of course, I mean, it wasn't canon, you know, but they tried. See, I, I much prefer the the Waynes getting murdered in just a random act of violence. You know, they were. You know the the richest people in this city. You you think they had everything in the world, and then yet they were just gunned down like any ordinary citizen in an alley, mm-hmm. thereby creating one of the greatest uh, superheroes of all time. Um, and, and I don't like that they try to shoehorn in you know the the Joker and Batman being predestined to to always come together. And I I never. I never liked that stuff. I liked the fact that in the end, Thomas and Martha Wayne, you know, they just met an end just like any normal Joe would. Yeah. Right. It, uh, it, it adds to the relatability of, of the character of Batman. Right. And it be something so um, realistic, I guess you can say. And I like how you say like any normal Joe, considering the fact they were killed by a man named Joe. Joe Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Joe Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get behind this movie. I mean, I I'll watch it, but I just I just can't understand DC's thinking of we've we're we're creating a universe, but hey, let's make this movie that doesn't have anything to do with that universe. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 going to be confusing for audiences and it's going to be strange. Is this the one is this the one that um that Scorsese is directing? I don't believe so. Okay. No, I, I I don't think so. He he may be producing this one. I may have heard that somewhere, but I don't I don't think he's directing. Because I think I had heard that De Niro is going to be in in this too, but I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he's decent, but he's he's a strange bird too. I mean, he he's a, a heavy character actor. He loves to get into a character and stay there throughout the entire. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, shooting process and everything, and yeah, I just I'm, watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie. Her, uh, it came on. Net, it's on Netflix now, so I watched. Yes, it yeah, weekend. yeah. That's kind of a strange movie too. But. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten around to that one yet, but I I did see uh, Joaquin Phoenix in uh, uh, the Master, the um, Paul Thomas Anderson movie with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, 
I've seen that. Yeah, he, he's he's very good. I, you can't say that Joaquin Phoenix is not a good actor. Mm-hmm. He, he's a fine performer. I don't know why all these filmmakers think that it's so necessary to cast, you know, method, if that's what we want to call it, actors to play the Joker. Anyone who plays anyone who we're going to have play the Joker has to be someone that's going to make the character completely insane, live the character as completely insane, and net never stop living that character until we're done making the movie. Right. And I don't think it's necessary. Just find someone who will play the part well and maybe let them do it more than once. Now I know Heath Ledger, it's not his, not his fault. Yeah. Not his fault. But you cast someone like, like Jared Leto and you have him be in Suicide Squad and he did not do a great job. So let's cast someone else as the Joker. But I think what they're trying to do, I've heard uh, whispers and rumblings that – uh, DC and Warner Brothers are not necessarily aiming to make all of these DC superhero movies in one universe. I think that they are taking advantage of their multiverse, mm-hmm. which is why they're calling it. Uh, it's not the DC Extended Universe. That was a fan-made uh, title for their cinematic universe. Um, but Warner Brothers and DC never got behind that. They never made that official. They are now calling the movies that they're making. I believe, uh, or the, I, th- I think they're calling it DC universes or or worlds of DC. I can't remember exactly what they're calling it, but whatever it is, there is a plurality in what they're calling it, which gives them an opening to make whatever movies they want. And when it doesn't line up with, say, for example, Justice League or Batman v Superman, they can say, "Oh, well, this is this, this is a different Earth." Yeah. Right. Which is confusing for audiences. I mean, I I get it, you know. Uh, people... Th- those of us who watch The Flash understand, yeah. and we hope that maybe one of these days they'll be able to use that as an excuse to cross some of their movie properties over with their uh, Arrowverse properties, which I think could be fun. But they have to be careful about it because if they are as uncareful as they've been with the movies so far, it's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, in other news, Star Trek Four may be Christless, <laughs> <laughs> which means it won't happen. Yeah. Well, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth have both, for now, walked away from the bargaining table uh, in, during negotiations for the next film in the Kelvin timeline. So, the issue. <sighs> comes down to money and i can see both sides of the argument because what, what's going on is that chris pine made a salary deal for this movie when he signed up for star trek beyond and he is simply wanting paramount to stick to that original deal even though he possibly could come in and ask for more money after the success of wonder woman but paramount, right. paramount is now wanting to change the deal because Star Trek Beyond didn't make as much money as they thought it was going to, you know, so they're not wanting to pay him as much. Meanwhile, uh, Chris Hemsworth is wanting a certain amount of money or he's ready to take his hammer and go back to Asgard. (laughs) You know, he played, uh, you know, he played Kirk's father in the first movie and, but that was before he was Thor and he's supposed to come back in this movie. It's going to have some wibbly wobbly timey wimey aspects to it and everything. But truly, I mean, Truthfully, anybody could probably play that character. They could recast Kirk's father really easily. But 
you can't recast Kirk again, you know, and not recast everybody else. Well, yeah, I mean, not, you can, but <laughs> it would be a bad idea, especially if it's in the same timeline. Yeah, yeah, and see, everybody else is 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 still set to come back. It's just Chris Pine that's the holdout. So I don't know if they're going to end up giving him what he wants, or if he's going to acquiesce and, and and just take what they offer him or what. But I think that it'll probably come together eventually. Yeah, I I think I think so too. I, I don't think um, you can make personally. I don't think you can make that movie without him. Um, and and so the way I see it going is either he gets what he's asking for, which from what you're saying isn't un- unreasonable, or they just maybe put the film on hold indefinitely, like Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, but. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he'll he'll eventually he'll come back. Yeah, uh, it may all depend on how Wonder Woman two goes. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm very interested to find out how they're going to get him back into that into that story because um, everybody you know everybody always says, "Well, you never saw the body." Yeah, you never saw the body, but this movie takes place 40 years later, and in the footage that I've seen. You know, they've shown some behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. He's the same age that he was. Right. Uh, so, did he get fro? Did he do like Captain America? And he's frozen somewhere. Was there time travel involved? I don't know. <laughs> well, and then in Justice League, she was talking about him like he was dead. And this takes place in the eighties. Eighties, yeah, yeah. And Justice League takes place in the you know present day. So I. I don't know. It, it's it's more DC doing DC things. Unless he dies again in this movie. <laughs> nah, that could be. That could be. I think that they, they could probably... Well, well, first, a quick question for you guys, because I haven't seen a whole lot of behind-the-scenes or promotional stuff for the next Wonder Woman. Um, it, it just hasn't uh, come across my radar. Have we seen anything in the promotional materials to indicate that Chris Pine's character in the next movie and... Wonder Woman are romantically involved, or do we just know that he's in the movie? The only thing that they've shown is some behind-the-scenes video. They showed it at Comic-Con a few weeks ago, and all it was was Diana and Steve walking through a, I don't know, it's like an outdoor mall or something like that. He's Mm -hmm. got a fanny pack on. And he's got on one of those jackets, that, like a members only jacket with the with the <laughs> sleeves pushed up to his elbows, and uh-huh. uh, and there's some people break dancing, and he's looking at them break dancing like he's never seen it before, but she's acting like she sees it all the time. So it's almost like a reverse fish out of water kind of thing going on. Mm. That's all that I know, you know. So, you know, in the original in, in the old TV series, uh, they can Was it Robert Wagner that played? No, was it Robert Wagner? The guy that played the, the Steve Trevor character in that, anyway, he um, he played his own grandson when they shifted the timeline in that show. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if he's supposed to be the grandson uh, or something like that. So I, I hope know. they don't. I hope they don't do that. I, I hate I hate that trope in film. Back to the Future Two did that, where yeah. Michael J. Fox played his own son and looked exactly. Like, I've never seen and his that. daughter. Seen, he played his daughter too. He played and his daughter too. Yeah, <laughs> and his own ancestor in Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Yes. Now I would I would prefer that 
in the next Wonder Woman, Chris Pine is playing uh, a family member, a descendant of Steve Trevor, or let it be um, a clone or a uh, magical uh, recreation of him, anything but the actual Steve Trevor. Because if it's the actual Steve Trevor somehow, then we know he's going to have to die in order for him to not be around when we get to Batman v Superman and Justice right. League. Yeah. Um, and having him come back for a second movie just to die again and have her be sad again, <laughs> that's just going to be annoying. That's going to get old. But if yeah. it's not him, they can do whatever they want with him. And this can just be, you know, a temporary reminder for her of what she had when Steve was still alive without, without carrying the onus of being, losing him a second time. Mm. He turns into the, the, the Kenny of the, uh, (laughs) the DC. (laughs) Oh my God, you killed Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, one other news story, and this has nothing to do with entertainment or pop culture. It's just something that happened this week that I thought was interesting. And I wanted to bring it up. Do you guys, did you guys see anything about this guy that they called Paul Flart? Over the, yeah, over the past yeah, week. I'm, I'm familiar with him. <laughs> His real name is Doug. I'm a third shift security guard, Sean. Do you think that I didn't see that? <laughs> yeah, I'm for <laughs> security too. So, <laughs> uh, All right, so he was a security, gu- a security night guard at a hospital in Florida until that video went viral. So it turns out, <laughs> all right, so what he did was over the last six months, uh, he's been making videos for his Instagram where he's passing gas. And he's uh, he's in the lobby of the hospital. There's nobody really in there at, at late at night, and and uh, evidently he liked the acoustics in that room. So <laughs> so he would make these uh, little one to one to three second videos where he's letting them rip, and he's 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 good at it. <laughs> and uh, so he made all these videos. Well, he's been doing it for a while. But somebody decided to make a compilation video. They took a bunch, like 25 of his videos, and stuck them all together in one in one video and put it out there, and it went viral. Well, it turns out that security companies don't like it when you make fart videos while you're on a client's property wearing their uniform. <laughs> so he is no longer employed. <laughs> well, in his defense, he... He did do a pretty good job of not putting a whole lot of identifying uh, uh, markings in the video. Yeah. The only reason I knew he was security guard is because the the patch not not even an actual metal shield, but a but a patch on his right. shirt yeah. that was shield shaped. Uh, the top half of that showed up in, in frame every once in a while, and I could never see the full sign behind him, so I didn't know where he worked. Um, I I. Unless someone came in and said the name of the place, because I did not have the audio on, I just, I just watched it in silence. Because <laughs> I, hey, guess what, folks? I don't need to actually hear it. I can figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you read any of the comments, you know somebody pointed out that he looks like Harry Potter's uncle, and then I couldn't see it. I could not see anything other than that. <laughs> see, and and I heard that he got fired not so much because he was farting all the time. But because he was using his phone too much during work hours, that's what I heard. Yeah, so, that he was making videos at all. Was, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What the, the, because 
2018. So in 2018, when you get fired, evidently you have to live stream it. So he live streamed himself getting fired. And that video oh, is available on YouTube. Wow. And uh, you can't see the guy that's, that's firing him. He's got the camera just turned to himself. But the guy is just like, you know, you need to turn that off. And he's like, no, you're going to fire me, right? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm not going to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and what the guy tells him is that you uh, you made videos on our client's property in that uniform. And he didn't say anything about it being because he was farting. I think if he had not been doing that, it might not have caused as much of a stink. <laughs> So to speak. So, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> That's very clever. That's very clever. But I don't, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, he made, and maybe if it had been one or two videos, they wouldn't have right. a problem, but he made about a hundred of them. So if you go and look at his Instagram, I mean, it's just a bunch of images of his face and you click on one and you get to hear him blast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I've I've also heard that he's he's trying to kind of capture this 15 minutes of fame, and he's trying now to make a living out of this. I think he said he wants to be the first guy to make a living from farting. Yeah, yeah, Selling merchandise and yeah, I saw something about trying to spin this into into merch and like a, a Patreon or a Kickstarter. Uh, well, he claimed I mean, in, in the in the 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 thing that I saw that had like a short interview. Somebody had called him in his house. He claimed that CBS has already uh, reached out to him about doing a show. I'm like, what kind of a show are you going to make with this oh guy? Oh, my gosh. I'm not watching that show. That's nope. what they want to replace Big Bang Theory with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one part show to another. Right. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the, the fall TV schedule. And I've just kind of written down a bunch of uh, shows that are coming this fall and some of these are new shows some of them are shows that have been on for a while but they're coming back and we can talk about that and some of them are what we've been getting a lot lately which are these uh, reboots remakes reunions and stuff like that there's a couple of those that are that are coming back but the the first one that i have written down is a show called the enemy within that's going to be on nbc starring morris chestnut that used to play on rosewood uh, hmm. He's one of the, he's one of those guys that if you saw his picture you say oh yeah that guy <laughs> yeah I know I know Morris Chestnut okay. sure but um, the synopsis is a it's a character driven investigative thriller set in the world of counterintelligence and revolves around a former CIA agent who is the most hated woman in America and the FBI releases her from the federal supermax prison enlisting her to help stop some of the most dangerous acts of espionage threatened in the U.S. today. And when I read that, I thought, oh, they're doing the blacklist again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds, sounds a lot like the blacklist. Sure is what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything old is new again. Um, but that, what I found going through this is that's a lot of what's coming out this fall is a lot of uh, cop shows and FBI shows, CIA, that, that kind of stuff. You know, um, they made a Jack Ryan show that's supposed to start this month, I think, on um, Amazon, and it's good. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing the ads pop up for that quite a bit. That's uh, Krasinski, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim from uh, the Office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks it looks good. I mean, I'm always I'm I'm always down for a good uh, Jack Ryan story. I've I've liked just about every uh, version of Jack Ryan that has uh, that has come along over the years. He, even the Ben Affleck version 
in the sum <laughs> of all fears. And then, you know, Chris Pine played him a, a few years ago in, what was the name? Was that movie just called Jack Ryan? I, don't, I, I believe so. Yes. We, yeah. He Which changed, one? He changes ages, you know, because it, when Harrison Ford played him in clear and present danger in Patriot games. And he was like an older guy. And then, Alec Baldwin played him too. Yeah, Alec Baldwin played him in Hunt for Red October, and then uh, Alec Baldwin did it first. Yeah, and then they shifted his age so that Ben Affleck could play him as a younger guy, and then uh, Chris Pine, I think, was playing him in his very first adventure or something like that. So they, he was, yeah, it was, yeah, all back and forth on the timeline and changing his age and stuff like that. So and and rewriting the history because you go back. <clears throat> And you have Chris Pine playing Jack Ryan in Shadow Recruit, trying to say, hey, this is Jack Ryan's first adventure. Is that, well, that may be, but if that was his first adventure, then he would have been a little bit more seasoned and a little bit tougher with Alec Baldwin playing him in Hunt for Red October. Right. But in Hunt for Red October, he was just an analyst who probably had never fired a weapon in his life. Right. Yeah, Baldwin was a lot younger when that came out, too, because that was early 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Patriot Games came out, and I want to say like ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was post Beetlejuice, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the in between is a it, this one kind of looks a a little more interesting. It's also a a, a a cop show in that the main character is a detective with the LAPD. But uh, she is also able to kind of see dead people, I think. She has the gift of clairvoyance, which helps her to solve cases. She has the eerie ability to um, to open the door for her to see and talk to the dead who are seeking help for unresolved problems, whether she likes it or not. So that kind of reminds me of Medium a little bit. <laughs> Sixth Sense? Yeah. See, in Medium, she wasn't a cop, but she worked with the police department. She worked for the uh, district attorney. So she helped solve cases. And and basically, the dead people would come and tell her who killed them. (laughs) Which is helpful. Yeah, it is. That is helpful. Um, We also also have Manifest. Um... This is got Josh Dallas, who was in the first Thor movie, and it is a high concept mystery thriller. A plane disappears from the radar and it's presumed lost at sea, only to return years later. But no time has passed for the people that were on the plane. Uh, for their loved ones at home, many years have gone by. The series follows their personal lives as well as the lar- larger mystery and purpose. That is their destiny. The problem with this is that it's going to be one of those shows that has a a mystery that's like an arc that goes through the entire series. If it gets canceled at the end of the first series, you're never going to find out. <laughs> you're never going to find out right. what happened. I hate it. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot uh, these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of the shows. See, here's what happened this afternoon to try to prepare for this episode. I said, okay, let me take a look at what's uh starting on television this, uh, this fall, uh, watch some, some season trailers and, and we'll see what's going on. So an hour and a half later, I'm still watching trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm watching trailer compilations. Here's the trailers for all the big shows coming from Fox and ABC. Now here's another, uh, compilation of what's coming to ABC. Here's what's coming to CBS. 
And one, so many of these shows look very samey to me. They're very similar. <clears throat> and a, a lot of them, like Manifest, are not really so much you know episodic TV shows so much as uh, in Babylon Five style. It's a novel broken up into a season of television. Yeah, and it it will be made even worse for each and every one of these shows that decides to stick with a twenty plus episode season. Because this is going to take forever to tell these stories. <laughs> yeah, and a lot, you know, that's that's changing the the the, the twenty plus episode seasons. Um, you don't get as many of those anymore. A lot of shows that come out now are twelve episodes, you know, ten episodes sometimes, and then it leaves room for them to be able to make new shows. Uh, some of them still do though. They, you have 25 episode seasons and so then you got a lot of filler, you know, all that. But mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean there there's there's some like you said uh turning novels into a season of television. There's some novels that I would like to see that done to. Like we were talking a couple weeks ago about uh CBS All Access is supposed to be making a TV version of The Stand and it's going to be a series. Uh-huh. I think that would work because that book is so thick, it's so big, and there's so many characters and so much going on that you could easily do three seasons of twelve episodes a season, mm-hmm. and uh, and have plenty of material. And then you've got books like uh, Under the Dome that they told the entire story in one season, yeah. but then they just kept going. <laughs> yeah, and it got Did, bad. The the, the trouble they run into is when they tell the story too quickly and then they're done, but they can't bring themselves to end a series when the story is over, so they just have to keep it going. That's not always a great idea. Um, and then at the same time, there are other books that would do really well as, as uh, television seasons, but that they never get adapted. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they turned American Gods into a show, and the show never really got to a climax. They just stopped, because it's that's the end of the first season. So right. we're just going to stop right here. <laughs> and and con- considering that that is my favorite book, I didn't mind that they, they just stopped when they got to the end of the season, because I don't need a hook to bring me back for the second season. Of course, I'm coming back because... Uh, in the second season is when we're going to see our characters go to uh, the place where uh, my wife and I went for our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jillian Anderson, she's not going to be on it anymore. Yeah, she's not coming back. Yeah. I can't remember who they're uh, casting uh, instead, but I did read she was not going to be returning. I don't think she's doing anything. She, you know, She said, I'm done with the X-Files. I'm done with American Gods. I'm just done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, another show I've got written down here is The Rookie, which is another cop show, but it's got Nathan Fillion in it, which is a, a plus for me. I love Nathan Fillion. Sure, and, yeah. Um, he And it says it's, it's inspired by a true story. He is joining the LAPD, but he's like 20 years older than the other rookies yeah uh, the 40 the year old rookie is what we can call it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, so it says he's surrounded by rookies 20 years his junior, and he must navigate the dangerous, humorous, and unpredictable world of being a young cop and make his second shot at life count. So, uh, so I, I think the only reason I'm gonna that I would say I'm going to watch that is because it's got Nathan Fillion in it. If it was just anybody else, I probably wouldn't even... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That that's the only reason I'll even check it out. Yeah. Uh, it it's it sounds like like a strong concept. Uh, they went with what if this happened, and now they have to build a, an entire season around that. It looks to be high production value. Um, the 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 cast looks to be strong. Um, but it's another one of those. We get some really dramatic moments. Let's play a a slow. A slow-moving cover with a with a heavy beat uh, of a song that doesn't normally get sung in this style, yeah. and let's put a lot <laughs> yeah. of scenes over that. Um, and then at the end, we'll show the title with a really, really overly photoshopped Nathan Fillion face on it. Whoa. <laughs> it's, Whoa. On, it's on ABC, and um, ABC is good about giving shows a chance to grow. You know. Uh, there's a lot of networks that a, a, a show starts and, you know, they have their first season. They don't hit a billion viewers their first season or whatever, and they cancel it. You know, ABC is real good about giving a show time, and that's why they get shows like, you know, Grey's Anatomy that's been on for, what, 12 years now, something like that, 10 years? 85 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been on for a while. Uh, and, you know, I think... Uh, Fillion's last show wasn't Castle, wasn't that on ABC too? And it was, yeah, it, it was yep. around for a while. Fox does not give shows a chance, <laughs> you know, and they have some they good shows. There's a there's a show that comes on Fox now called Nine One One. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That is a good show, a good quality show about firefighters and police officers and ambulance workers and 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 one of the characters is. Uh, Hold on a second. What? Works for the show. Like an actor on the show? Oh, okay. My wife is speaking to me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she says she knows somebody that works on that show. But, uh, no, I don't know. But it is, uh, but I'm scared to death that they're going to cancel it. <laughs> you know, it came, it started last year. I think it had, it, it was a mid season replacement. So it only had about maybe eight episodes. And I'm, you know, I'm scared that they're, they're going to cancel the show, even though yeah. it's a good show because Fox cancels everything. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my mom and I joke about that all the time. She always gets into these shows that are on, you know, CBS because she's of that age. And she she really gets into them, and then they only last a season. And so when another show comes on, she says, "Oh, I really like this show." And I'll say, "Yeah, that's that'll make it. It'll probably get canceled now because <laughs> you know that's just what they do." But there, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There was a show on Fox starring uh, uh, Carl Carl Urban. Uh, yeah, he played a yeah he had like a, a futuristic police officer. They have like a robot, yeah, and, and a his, robot leg or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and his partner was an android. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really liked that series. I thought that was great. I thought it was really cool. And then they canceled it yeah. after the first season. 
Yeah. Yeah. Some of them don't even make it through the first. I think they they had a TV version of Minority Report that started a couple of years ago, and I watched the first couple of episodes, and it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. But it was a sci-fi show that had a lot of special effects and stuff like that. And yeah, it was only on for five six episodes, and they announced that it would it would be gone at the end of the season. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> it was, uh, good news, we still got four episodes left. I was like, "Well, what's the point?" I mean, <laughs> you're you're going to end it, um, right? Now, here's one that I didn't even know was happening until I started researching this show. But uh, apparently, ABC has a remake of The Greatest American Hero coming out. Oh, that's what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Greatest American Hero, the, 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 the old show? I have, yes. Um, I Classic. Used to, I used to like it when I was a kid. Now, you go back and watch it now, and it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't really hold up. And some of the plot lines to some of those old uh, 70s and 80s TV shows are really paper thin. Because I think there was one episode where the, the fate of a whole town rested on a Little League baseball game. And... <laughs> He had to. He had to. He had to save somebody because they were supposed to be pitching in the game, or something. I don't know, some some crazy like that. But but in the remake, it's going to be a thirty-year-old woman who loves tequila and karaoke, and has uh, spent her life searching and failing to find meaning, much to the chagrin of her traditional Indian American family. In an inexplicable uh, event. Well, excuse me, an inexplicable event occurs that will change the course of her life forever. She is entrusted with a super suit to protect the planet. Mira may have finally found purpose, but the world has never been in more unreliable hands. Hmm. <laughs> so. The, only, the question that this leaves me with is whether or not there has already been or will be an outcry from horrible people who try to claim that this show is just another social justice warrior uh, program trying to force diversity on us. No, they by making that the curly haired blonde white male into an Indian American woman. And see, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is not a remake as much as it'll probably be a sequel. If they make it into a sequel, then I will like it a lot more. Now, I don't right now. I don't like it at all. So liking a lot more doesn't really mean very much. But <laughs> if they make it a sequel, then I'll consider that a plus. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't have to be a. They don't have to hit you over the head with the fact that it's a sequel. Just a few dropped lines to let you know that this suit. This, she's not the first person to have had this suit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get the idea that there have been three or four people between uh, William Cat and now to to be in possession of this or whatever. They had talked about for a while doing a film of Greatest American Hero, and it just never took off. Much like, <laughs> much like the hero. <laughs> um, he, I, it was supposed to have Ryan Reynolds in it at one time. Of course, he's not going to do it now. He's got that Deadpool money. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if they get to uh, the the final two episodes of season one of this new um, Greatest American Hero, and have William Kit come back and reprise his role from the original for the last two episodes, 
to to try to give her some pointers. No, this is how this thing is supposed to work. I I know what you're going through. Let me help you out. He comes back for two episodes to do that, and then get out to you know really lock in the fact that this is a sequel. Yeah, I think that would be a good move. Yeah, well, at the end of the original series, the suit was taken from him, and he was told, "You're not allowed to do this anymore." I can't remember. He he did something that pissed off the aliens that gave it to him, or something, and uh, and then they tried to recast him. He basically he wanted to leave the show. They tried to recast him and put a girl in the suit, and they did like two episodes, and it got canceled. I I think it was the 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 girl that had been on the show the whole time. Was it like he, I I think it was his female co-star. They said, okay, we're going to do an episode with her in the suit, and and they did it, but it wasn't enough to to spin off like a you know a a new series uh, from that to keep things going. Right. We'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-A-Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine like jet flying! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review-O-Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Attention people of Earth. There's a podcast on the Cosmic Potato Network worth your time. It's called, Wait, You've Never Seen? I'm Shane. I'm Virginia. And I'm sorry for the old-timey radio voice. I blame this music. So you probably had an experience with your loved one or friends where you've realized there's a key movie that's important to you that they've never seen. So that's what this podcast is about. We'll be discussing movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. That's right. So you can hear us on the Cosmic Potato Network. And you can find us on our website and I- at promise we i won't be using that voice what's what's our website <laughs> it's at wait you've oh. never seen.com hey everybody i'm troy and i'm aj and we are the hosts of the world war g podcast along with colton but he's not here right now yes yeah, so pay no attention uh and we're a podcast about everything geek we talk about uh movies television video games comic books uh we got movie commentaries the occasional taste tests like these lovely pina colada oreos just don't try the coke ones no dang what do we say after that <laughs> dang it um so oh okay i'm, 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 I'm yeah, yeah yeah and you can find us right here at cosmicpotato.com or at worldwarg.podbean.com or wherever else you get your podcasting fix and as always stay geeky my friends
Hello everybody, this is Ming Chen from AC's Comic Book Men. My favorite podcast, even better than my own, even better than all of Kevin's, even better than that Mark Marin guy or that Joe Rogan or the Nerdist. Screw all of them. It's all about Cosmic Potato, everybody. Listen, love it, and then listen again. Alright, um... I've got only got a couple more. Of course, the, the, did you guys ever watch Sons of Anarchy? No, I never got to it. I've I've always heard a lot of good things about it, but just it never. It was never it was caught a, my it attention. Was a decent show. I liked it, and um, they are doing a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy that is about one of the other motorcycle clubs that like were in that area. Sons of Anarchy was the name of a motorcycle club on the show. That, that's what they were called. But there were other clubs that were also sons of, that were like different chapters of that same club. And uh, one of them were called the Mayans. And they were the, the Mexican guys. And uh, they teamed up with them sometimes. And sometimes they fought with them and stuff like that. But they are doing a show called Mayans. And it's about that motorcycle club. So, uh hmm. That'd be interesting to see how they do that. Uh, I was I was hoping for nephews of democracy, but you know, Mayans are okay too. <laughs> I don't know. I it's kind of weird that they're doing it now because the Sons of Anarchy went off the air like two three years ago, and come back. Let's do a spinoff for the show that's been off for a couple of years. <laughs> Seems <laughs> kind of strange, but you know. But they are bringing back uh, Tim Allen's show, and it's been off the air for a couple of years. Uh, what was it called? The show that won't die, Last, Last Man, Man Standing. Standing. That's it, yeah. <laughs> all of his kids are being recast because they've all got other jobs since the show <laughs> went off the air. And when they call him back, hey, you want to come back and do Last Man Standing? No, I'm doing this other thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll create a new role and cast Roseanne Barr to play it. I think she is gone. <laughs> she is uh, done. Speaking of Roseanne, they are bringing the Connors back. That's one of the ones that I was going to talk about a little later on. Uh, they're doing a spinoff of Roseanne called the Connors, which is basically Roseanne without Roseanne. They are totally pulling a Hogan family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Except they didn't let us vote on the name like the <laughs> like the Hogan family did. Um, well, well, you remember what the options were for the voting, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, if I'm remembering correctly, when they gave us the option to vote on the names, you could go with A, the Hogan family, B, the Hogan family, or C, the Hogan family. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember there being a commercial, and they gave you a 1-800 number that you could call, and you could uh, you could vote on what you wanted the show to be called after that. Now, but, I might be wrong, because I haven't seen that since those commercials were originally on, so I might be wrong about all of it. <laughs> Because that was a whole that, that was Val, Valerie Harper, right? Uh, yeah. That original yeah. that show was Troy. You have no idea what we're talking about, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I've never heard of that. There was a sitcom <laughs> in the eighties, the late eighties, called yeah. uh, Valerie's Family. No, it was just called Valerie. It was just called Valerie. Okay, it had it had Valerie Harper, who was a at the time she was a big star. She had been on the Mary Tyler Moore show and right, yeah. some other things, and. Um, Essentially, she went in at the end of the first season, and she said, uh, "I want more money." They said, "Well, we don't have any more money to give you." And she said, "She said you can't make this show without me. It's got my name on the title." 
And they said, and they oh, said yes, not for we long. can. So <laughs> they, uh, they killed her character off. And, uh, and the show went on for another five or six seasons without her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they brought in Sandy Duncan. <laughs> it was, they come back first, se- first episode of the second season. And like within the first five minutes, you got Jason Bateman talking to the guy who plays his dad and says, it's been six months since mom died. And I think it's time you got back in the air. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was a pilot. And that's yeah. all we got. Just boom. She's been dead for six months. How? Don't know. Don't care. They did the same thing on the, what's the name of this show that, uh, Kevin James is on now? I think, I think it's done. I think it got canceled, but, uh, God, what's that? Anyway, he's got a sitcom mm-hmm. on. And the first season, he was married. And second season, he didn't want the character to be married anymore, and he wanted to bring back Leah Remini, that he mm-hmm. used to star on King of Queens with. And brought her into the show, but not as a girlfriend, just as a friend or whatever. And killed off the wife. And they just dropped a line in that first episode that the, the daughter said, "You know, you're, you know, mom's been gone for a year now." <laughs> it's like, wow, it just <laughs> kill her off like that. That's that's cold blood. <laughs> uh, all right, so this one, I'm not okay. I, I don't have high hopes for this show. It's called God Friended Me. And it's on CBS. Oh, Lord. It's a lighthearted... What? This is another one of the shows that I saw a trailer for, and this was the what I consider to be the second of the high-concept shows uh, coming this fall that's going to be about God. I, I, I forgot to mention it before, but that show Manifest, about the plane that disappears for five years, mm-hmm. I, will, I will lay down money that it's going to be... Uh, that it's going to be a God allegory. I wouldn't doubt it. But this kind of reminds me of like touched by an angel or something like that. It's called, it says it's a lighthearted drama set to explore the uh, questions of faith, existence and science. It centers on an out and proud atheist whose life changes when he's friended by God on Facebook. In turn, this friendship allows him to change the lives of those around him. So I'm guessing God is going to tell him things on Facebook that he needs to do to to do like Highway to Heaven and change people's lives around him and stuff like that. It sounds like a wow. show that my grandmother would have loved. <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like information super Highway to Heaven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I used to, my uh, my parents used to watch this show called um, Early Edition. The concept, oh, of that, yeah, 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 the yeah. concept of that show was not bad. It was actually a pretty good show. Basically, this guy got the got tomorrow's newspaper today, every day. He would open his door, and tomorrow's newspaper would be laying on his doorstep. So he would go through it, and he would find, you know, so-and-so got killed in a fire uh, yesterday, and he would go and save that person from dying in that fire, you know. And I'm... I'm guessing that this is going to be more of uh, that kind of that kind of stuff. It's CBS, you know. CBS does those kind of things. They don't do that kind of stuff as much now as they used to. You know, CBS used to be known as the old people network when they had like <laughs> uh, murder she wrote and diagnosis murder and all that kind of stuff on all the time. Uh, now they got that Star Trek money. Uh, <laughs> let's see. But uh, they, they they still bring in the older viewers with I, it. Now, this is CBS we're talking about? Yeah, CBS. 
And isn't CBS the the home of NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel kind of bad calling NCIS and all of its various spinoffs, you know, old people shows, but... I think my parents are still watching NCIS. Oh, yeah. oh my mom! My mom loves them. Yeah. <laughs> loves them. They're gonna make another one. <laughs> I used to watch CSI, um, and it came on CBS, and they, they did a thousand uh, spinoffs of that. And one that I used to watch all the time was CSI Miami, and it just got more and more outrageous to the point <laughs> that. I was like, Miami-Dade County does not have enough money for that computer. You know, they, they had like a Star Trek computer with a huge screen that took up the whole wall, and they wouldn't even have to touch the keyboard. They just moved their hands around like Minority Report and stuff would move around. I'm like, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> um, okay. I really wish we could do sound drops on this show, so when you mention CIS Miami, we could just hit a button and we get that opening riff from from the theme song. <laughs> Uh, they're making a TV version of L.A. Confidential. Um, did you guys ever watch that movie? Yes. A while ago, yeah. yeah. That's a, that was a good uh, like film noir, like a modern film noir movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Kevin Spacey in it, so it kind of it ruins it now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to do a TV version of it, but it's going to take place in present day. You know, the, 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 the movie took place in the 50s. So... I don't. It, it it would kind of be hard to get that old Hollywood feel taking place in present day. So I don't know how this how it's going to play out. It's going. I don't know. Walton Goggins in it, so that's that's a good thing. I, I don't know why they just don't put it in the fifties. I mean, why not? Why does it have to be present day? They don't want to pay for building all those sets. <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah. true. It, it, it costs, it costs money to do a period piece with the sets and the vehicles and the wardrobe. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's easier that. when it's something like Archer, but yeah. when you actually have to make the <laughs> stuff, then it gets it gets tougher. Magnum PI. I'm interested oh, yeah. to watch the pilot, but I don't know if I'm excited for the show. <laughs> for one thing, he has no mustache, <laughs> or he he has like a goatee or whatever. It's like one of those little thin goatees, and because he's like Latino or something. But um, but he doesn't have the big, thick, bushy mustache like Tom Selleck had in Magnum P.I. And Higgins is a girl. Of course. So Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be like a will-they-won't-they will they kind of thing going on with uh, Magnum and, and Higgins. But I've watched the trailer. The trailer doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look like Magnum <laughs> P.I. They could call the show something else, and it would be something else, you know. He's driving a modern... Ferrari instead of the the old uh, Ferrari that Magnum drove back in the day and stuff. But well, he's driving several cars because they're going to make it a thing. Higgins was always always getting on Magnum's case back in the original about the car, so he had to take good care of the car. And we see him wreck like three different cars in this trailer. Yeah. So <laughs> you know he's going to be going through cars like like used tissues, and especially that bit where he. He's racing down the road. He's got a big truck behind him. He turns the car sideways, jumps from the car to the truck, from the truck to a helicopter. And what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what gets me about when when they do stuff like this, we're going to we're going to remake an action show from the 80s. 
but we're going to make it like a modern action show. But the guys that were watching that show in the 80s are now in their 60s. We're not making the show for 60-year-olds. We're still trying to make it for 30 and 40-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And those guys don't know who Magnum was, or they know who Magnum was, but they didn't watch it. You know, that was a show that my dad watched or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I don't, the, I, I don't know. Their, tar- their target audience is younger than the people who remember the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that this, it, it would surprise me if this lasts more than one season, but it'll be cool because if it only lasts one season, then, then they can, these are probably from different networks, so it wouldn't work, but uh, I need it to work for my joke, so just pretend they're from the same network. You can package (laughs) the one and only season of this Magnum P.I. remake with however many episodes they made of the MacGyver remake. Just package them (laughs) together in one box set, and there you go. (laughs) I think it's it's, it's, it's been renewed. It's coming back. And what gets me is like this does work sometimes because they did a remake of Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon, that, that TV show is one of my guilty pleasures. It is a, I like that show. But they've done one season, already had to replace one of the main stars because mm-hmm. he was a jerk on, on set. And, uh, and still going into a second season. And it still looks like it's going to be good. They're bringing Sean William Scott in to replace him. He's not playing the same character. He's playing a different guy with basically the same exact personality. <laughs> So now we're going to have Lethal Weapon with just Murtaugh and someone else. Yeah, his name is Cole or something like that. It's kind of like when the Dukes of Hazzard replaced Bo and Luke for one season. Oh, <laughs> Not even a season. It was just like three or four episodes. And and you know what they did when, when they made those episodes, right? They took the scripts that they already had for those episodes. They crossed out the names Bo and Luke, and they wrote in the new names. Yeah, and they filmed it. They were the same. I mean, they were basically the same guys. You had a tall, blonde-headed one and a, and a shorter, dark-headed one, and <laughs> and they were just these were Bo and Luke's cousins that nobody knew about. Bo and Luke uh, went off to do something else. Now they're going to come in, and it was just because Tom Schneider and uh, and. Uh, the other one, John, John, John Schneider, John Schneider and, and Tom Wolpat. That's it. Tom Wolpat. Yeah. Uh, they um, wanted more money. The studio didn't want to give them more money, so they held out. They made a few episodes without them. It didn't work out, so they gave them what they wanted and brought them back. So, <laughs> yep. Sometimes that does work out, but it does. It didn't work out for Valerie Harper. Uh, well, they also they also remade Hawaii Five O, and that's doing pretty well. Yeah, and it's been on for like six years now. Yeah, or something. So, is, is that show still running? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it's it still going. A, a new season is coming back. Are are they on the same network as uh, the new Magnum PI? I think so. I think it's CBS. Uh, yeah, if they're both on the same network, they have to cross over. They, <laughs> they should. They just, they just have. They have to cross over. Yeah, they, yeah well, they take place. They both take place in Hawaii, so I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. Right. You know, we almost had a crossover with the original Magnum PI and Quantum Leap. Do yeah. you guys know that? I've read about that. Yeah. 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 That, hmm. that, that's for another episode. That's not for today. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the 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 last new one that I wanted to bring up before we talk about some of the stuff that's coming back um, is what we do in the shadows is coming to FX. Have you guys ever seen that movie? <laughs> yes. Great movie. I keep I keep meaning to. Great movie. Now it's going to be a TV show. Doug I, Jones is going to be in it. I, I, 
we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been talking for a long time about making a sequel to that, just about the werewolves. Uh-huh. Called Werewolves. <laughs> but uh but now they they're they're bringing it to FX to uh to do a I think it's going to be like a 30 minute single camera type uh comedy show so. I think I will work. track that down. I will watch that for sure. Yeah, it'll work. All right, uh returning uh the C, the CW Arrowverse of course is coming back. All those shows are coming back and oh, they yeah. have big yes. crossover plans for December. Superman is going to be part of the entire crossover, and Ruby Rose is coming in to play Batwoman. I'm excited. You know who's coming along with uh, with Tyler Hecklin as Superman? Who's that? They're introducing Lois Lane into the CW Arrowverse. I thought she had already been introduced. No, they had nope. Lucy. They had Lucy Lane in the first season of Supergirl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I thought I thought that when when they introduced Superman, that maybe they just talked about her. <laughs> maybe yeah. what it is. She was mentioned, but we've never seen her. They still haven't cast her. Oh, okay. So that'll be interesting. And a lot of people are giving giving them flack for uh, Ruby Rose playing Batwoman. I think she'll do a great job. Well, she'll be fine. Yeah, she looks the part, and I think I think she'll she'll do all right. I I'm not sure about her. I, to, to be frank, I'm not sure about her acting chops to get it done, but as far as uh, uh, the physicality um, and being able to uh, give a, a genuine uh, portrayal of the character's orientation, obviously, um, th- those will be will be positives. Not sure if she really has the you know the performance strength to to pull off uh, the the acting. She but would not uh, be the first. Uh, not great actor to be on one of those shows. Though. I was I was gonna true say enough, she'll, but, she'll fit in, yeah. I, and, and that that's true enough. But they are prepping a full standalone series for her character. That makes so sense. Yeah. I would want her to be a little a little better than average, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Orville is coming back. Woo! The Orville is. You know, I was not really crazy about that show when it started. I'm still not crazy about the show, but some of the episodes towards the end of the first season I felt were really good science fiction stories. Some of yeah. the some of the humor that they stick in there just it, it to me it just doesn't mesh with what they're trying to do uh as far as with the the actual science fiction stories, but I can, I've gotten to where I can look past more of it than I was in the in the first in, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know stuff like the I don't remember the android character's name, but the, they they stick all the the Mister Potato Head pieces all over his face and stuff like that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, and, it is, but it it still makes me laugh. It's it's a guilty pleasure show of mine. I I really like it. The captain and the crew were sitting on the bridge of a ship, and they're watching Seinfeld on the main viewer instead of working. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll watch uh, season two. Like I said, they've there were a couple of episodes that I thought, as far as the storyline that they were using, I said, you know, this could have been an episode of Star Trek. Very easily, they could have made, and some of them were episodes of Star Trek. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but they did rip off a couple of plot lines, but uh, we we know it's true, and so do they. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Iron Fist is coming back. I don't know why. Mm. Is somebody popping firecrackers? Sorry, that was me. My oh. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time for the firecrackers. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the trailer for season two looks okay, but the trailer for season one looked okay too, and then the season one was not great. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'll... I- I'll probably watch it anyway. <laughs> uh, hopefully, if, if they've learned their lesson, then they will be writing the character of Danny Rand differently than they wrote him in the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a big step in the right direction. Another big criticism that a lot of people had was uh, Iron Fist, this master of kung fu, and his fight scenes were far inferior yeah, to the fight yeah. scenes in Daredevil. Yeah, they weren't great. Uh, Yes. They, have, they have gotten a new fight choreographer for the second season, so hopefully they can uh, step up their game when it comes to uh, the screen fights. Uh, okay, This Is Us is coming back. That, nobody cares about that other than my wife, but <laughs> This Is Us is a it's a good show. It's, it's one of those shows. It, it will uh, if it doesn't make you cry, it will bring you close. <laughs> Every episode, so uh, I'm still meaning to watch it, and not just because we have the the OG Green Arrow on the show, but because I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a good quality uh, show. If you just like family dramas, it's 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 a good one. Um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. This is not a, a coming back show. This is a new show, but uh, this is going to be on. I think it's going to be on Netflix. But it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but retold as a spooky story. And it's going to be more of a spinoff of Riverdale than it's going to be like a remake of the old show or something like that. So there you go. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> the the Connors, as I said earlier, um, somebody interviewed John Goodman recently and he let slip that the character of Roseanne is going to be dead in this. You know, the, the, the first season ended and Roseanne was about to go and have knee surgery. So I'm wondering if they're just going to come back and say, Oh, she didn't survive the surgery. (laughs) It's it's going to be another one of those. Oh, well, you know, dad, mom's been dead for six months now. So yeah, go throw in some, some quick mention that while, while she was on the table during the surgery, she threw a clot and boom, Done. Move on. If in if if anything, okay, this is I, I started to mention this last week when we were doing our um what did we call that? It wasn't it wasn't guilty pleasures, it was oh true confessions. We were doing true confessions. Um when actors and actresses do terrible things that that get they get fired from the show and rightly so because it was bad enough that they need to be fired the other people on the show also get punished. You know, those John Goodman and uh, Sarah Gilbert, all those actors, you know, they were doing a pretty good job on their show. It was a funny show. And all of a sudden they lose their jobs too, because of what Roseanne did. So I want to support when they make the right decision and not punish the other people involved in the show because of what that one person did. So yeah. I will 
at least watch the first few episodes and see if it's still funny, which it's got John Goodman in it. It's going to be good. But they, you know, they did the same thing with House of Cards because Kevin Spacey did what he did and he got fired. And, um, but they decided they're going to go and they're going to make the last season without him. I want to support that. So, you know, I've still been watching House of Cards because I'm behind on it. So, I'm breaking my rule of not watching Kevin Spacey anymore because I want to get caught up so that I can support that. Last, <laughs> I want to support that last uh, that last season. So, yeah, and and for me, I mean, it's it's not just about the actors. You know, if if that show went off the air, you know, John Goodman, he'd be fine. You know, yeah, I'm, don't cry for John Goodman. Yeah. but it, you know, it's all the it's the lighting guys, it, it's the yeah. stage people. You know, it's that whole crew that all of a sudden, because of her dumb tweet, they're all out of work. And so I'm I'm glad that they they decided you know let's 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 do it again let's let's bring that back I think that's I think that was a good idea on their part and it may only last the the one season but you know yeah, at, least, at least they're trying you know so um, and then the last one that I've got written down is that they're bringing back Murphy Brown, um, Candace Bergman is it Bergman yeah Bergen. Bergen yeah Bergen Bergen okay. Uh, so she's playing the same character she played in the old sitcom, but she will be anchoring a cable morning show called Murphy in the Morning. And conveniently, all of her old team work on the show with her. Uh, and her son, you know, she had a she had a baby in the original series. Uh, so now her son would be grown. He's working as a conservative anchor for you know, hosting a rival cable morning show that airs at the same time as hers. So that's conflict. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, that'll be interesting. I think it's just going to be like eight episodes, 10 episodes, something like that. But it'd be interesting. She, I mean, she's funny. The the original show was, was pretty good. Of course I was a teenager when it was on, so I may be remembering it. (laughs) Uh, I see, I seem to recall it being, uh, you know, a, a good, a funny show. It had plenty of uh, Emmy nominations, plenty of Emmy awards, um, and it ran for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, and any time that my I, my mom enjoyed watching the show, and any time I was in the room, I could tell that you know the jo- at least the jokes I understood were funny, and the ones I didn't understand, well, she thought they were funny. They were funny too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can understand if they all decide, yeah, hey, we want to come back and do the show again, but. Based on the first trailer that I saw, it's definitely, hey, let's come back and do the show again so we can make fun of the president. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of that. Because she got into a big thing with Dan Quayle the first time around. Mm -hmm. Because she was portraying a character who was having a baby out of wedlock, and Dan Quayle didn't like that. And he was vocal about it. So they Oh, come on. Well, you... Take a look at the here and now. Come on, our current vice president wouldn't have a problem with that, would he? No, no not. <laughs> not at all. So, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of that. So when this show starts, you can expect Donald Trump to tweet about it every after every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Terrible. Sad. <laughs> Murphy Brown used to be a classy show. Okay. <laughs> well, if they want to avoid that, they just have to make sure to mention John McCain every episode, and Donald Trump will just he won't say cross his word. arms and say yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're getting topical. Sorry, uh, we're yeah. topical. Sorry, sorry. Rest in peace, Senator McCain. <laughs> um, that's all the shows that I have written down. Do you guys have any that you wanted to bring up? 
Nope. I, I didn't have anything specific. Uh, there were just a, a lot of trailers that I saw, and nothing really jumped out at me. Any any sitcom that I saw a trailer for looked abysmal, uh, and they they will not last. Uh, single parents, I, I'm not going to go through synopses. I'm just going to drop titles. Listeners, look them up, watch a trailer, and know they're not they're not going to last. Single parents, that's going nowhere. The neighborhood, no, not going to happen. Um, <laughs> and there was, uh, I feel bad. No, wow, no. that that that's not going to that's not going to do well. None of these comedies are going to do well. They can't come up with good new comedies anymore. Apparently, I don't think that they're. I don't think they're going to last. Um, the Vampire Diaries is getting a new spinoff. I never watched an episode of that or of its first spinoff, and I'm not going to watch this new spinoff. <laughs> um, Krypton is coming back for a second season in sometime in 2019. I don't know when, but I still haven't watched any of the first season, so I don't know if that's any good. I watched the pilot. I haven't watched anything beyond that, and I refuse. Just, I mean, what I saw of it was okay, but it was basically, they were doing the Terminator. I mean, it was the plot of the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) With a little bit of Beauty and the Beast, because from the trailer that I saw for the second season, apparently, uh, during the first season, they had Superman's cape, and they could tell how close they were to failure because the cape was disintegrating. Oh, God. And once the cape is gone, then there will be no Superman. Yeah. I mean, that that was the plot that Adam Strange goes back in time to Krypton before it explodes to not to save Krypton, but to make sure that Superman is born and is uh, sent away from the planet in time. Right. You know, so... Because yeah. somebody else is going back in time to try and stop it. So, there you go. It's the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, essentially that's what's going on. So, um, uh, Alright, well, uh, that's going to pretty much do it for uh, this episode. I want to thank everybody for being here. Scott, thank you for being here. Well, it's always a pleasure. And Troy, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me right here on CosmicPotato.com at uh, on the World War G podcast, which you can also find um, at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. All right. And thank you for being here as well. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to join us uh, next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say... I'm going to design a t-shirt that says unicorn chef and when people look at me all weird and disgusted i'm gonna be like no 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 no. i just i like to prepare meals that i think a unicorn might enjoy (laughs) not one of his strongest ones (laughs) and be honest (laughs) sorry john be sure you like us on facebook and follow us on twitter you can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. <laughs>